how can one come to this tent without a motive, a desire to come here? To listen to you, I must have a motive to come here. How does one live without a mo- without motives? Why do you want to be without motives? Who told us that we must have motives? If you have heard the speakers say motives are very destructive, then you are merely repeating what you have said. But if we, if we could together find out what is motive, what is the significance of motive, why we have motives, not say we mustn't have it, but if we discover its meaning, then we can keep with it, we can have them or not have them. But if you say that the speaker has said one mustn't have motives, and therefore how am I to live without motives? That's a wrong question altogether. So let's find out together what is a motive? Why do we have motives? Why? We're not saying we must not have them. We are saying why do we have them? The meaning of that word motive means motion. To move. That is to make us move. One comes to this tent with a motive, obviously. That is, the motive is to listen to somebody. And so you come. But you have never questioned what is your motive? Why you have that motive? Why you have that desire? And if you are not clear about desire and motive, then you have to inquire, what is my intention coming here? To either to be helped, we all want to be helped. So all our pain, anxiety, misery, all the terrible things we live with. Unless we go into it rather deeply, together, I'm not together, then you have all the time motives. A motive is a direction. Right? I have a motive to come here. My motive is to for various reasons. Which is what? I've already set the brain. The brain has set a direction to understand this man or to say, oh, he's a stupid man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. To criticize, to accept, to obey, to contradict all that is occupying your mind, the brain. Therefore, you're not listening. Right? Listening is an art as we talked about it the other day. To listen to somebody with all your being, not to interpret what he says, but to listen. That's the greatest miracle. Whereas if you have a motive, you can't listen. Right? Simple as that. And if one has a desire, which is part of the motive, why are we slave to desire? You see, we don't inquire. We accept, I have a desire to come here. We don't say, why have I desire? What is desire? You understand? Drive, push, inquire, doubt. What is desire? When we talked about it the other day, we'll go into it briefly. Desire is born out of sensation. Right? I want to come to this tent, to this tent, because I'll meet my friends. I haven't seen them for a year. It's a good opportunity for the, for me to meet them. And I will also listen to the K. I will also mountain scenery. I'll have a good time. And the talks will be thrown in. It's part of our desire. Desire is, is it not? No, I won't tell you. What is desire? Not that we are saying we shouldn't have desire or suppress desire or encourage desire. 
desire to fulfill, desire to become something, outwardly and inwardly. So, desire, what is desire? To go into that, one must ask, what is sensation? Right? How, do, how does sensation arise? Right? Through seeing something, a beautiful chalet, nice bathrooms and all the rest of it, and a lovely view, the view, the chalet, brings, seeing it brings a sensation. Right? But it's natural. And also then, thought says, I wish I owned a chalet. Right? Which is what? Thought giving shape to sensation. Thought giving an image of yourself in that house. Clear? Right? At that moment, when thought brings the image of you in that house, at that second desire is born. Right? Clear? Right? So desire is given shape, no, sensation. Thought gives sensation to desire. Thought creating the image. You in the car, you owning that picture, or seeing a beautiful man, woman, and so on. Then thought creates the image out of that sensation at that second desire. Move is born. This is quite simple if you see this. It doesn't require tremendous brains. And then the question is can sensation and thought with its image of sense kept apart for a while? You say? Not immediately take shape. You've understood? There's a salad the other day I saw, one saw, a kshtad, very nice, beautiful, old, modernized inside, and everything as it should be. You look at it. You live in a flat in one of the big cities, and you say, my God, I wish I had that shell. I'm not wishing personally, but one wishes. And desire then works to achieve that chalet, by that chalet, or, or in, becomes envious, and all process goes on. Right? Now, the seeing that chalet is a sensation. Right? Seeing the good taps, the bathtub, the showers, the dining room, you know, the whole modern kitchen, and you don't have to wash dishes, you know, all that goes on. Then thought comes and says, I wish I could live there, or rent it out. I can get a lot more money, especially in the winter. All that is instantaneous, you understand? There is no interval between sensation and thought giving shape to that sensation, right? Now, is it possible to keep them apart for a while? You see? That requires great attention. You see, sensation and thought immediately taking, giving a shape to it. And to watch thought, the quickness of thought. And to slow down that thought. You see? So that the slowing down and the sensation, if one watches it carefully, desire has its place, right? We have motives. Motive to get rich, motive to be happy, motive to fulfill, motive, desire to have one's roots, to identify oneself with something. This is the everyday business of one's life. And the motive is always changing. Therefore, 
motive gives shape to our life. Right? Desire. Desire, motive, and so on. So the past, see, so the past is giving shape to our life. Right? The motive is the past. You understand? So the past, which is the motive, which is giving a direction, is giving the mood of our life. Right? Therefore, the, we are the past. Yeah? Of course. The past is memory. Right? Which is tradition, all the rest of it. So we, we are the past. We are memory. Whole series of memories. Bundle of memories. And that is the self, the ego. Conscious and the other thing is unconscious. I don't, there's no unconscious. There's only total consciousness. Not breaking it up. That's the unconscious and conscious. I won't go into that. To, bre- to break this cycle is to be, is to understand time. You understand? Which we went into. But as we have motives, which has almost become normal in our life, how can one live without a motive? And we have accepted motives. We never question our motives or invent new motives or justify one's own motives. Yes? But we never say, go into this whole question of desire, motive, and fulfillment. Right? So, that brings us to the point. Can one listen so completely to another, not interpret what the other fellow is saying, or the woman, but to listen so completely, not only hearing with the ear, but also hearing with with the inner ear, as it were, so that you are giving total attention. Where there is attention, you don't have to have motive. But 